You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Hello, listeners. Welcome to What the Folklore, episode 29 The Dreamatorium. I'm Tyler. I'm Carmen. This is like the creepy robot episode. What are we doing? We're just chilling, man. Why do you sound so weird? I'm just feeling good. I'm ready to hear a story. Feeling mellow? Yeah. I'm ready to tell you a story. That's how the twins sound in The Shining. Mellow? They're just chill bros. (laughs) They're not chill bros. (laughs) Just just play with them. That's all I want. Play with us, Gordy. Play well, my identity was already given up, <laughs> despite who I might be trying to hide from. So that's that's over. Security's a mess anymore. I'm gonna have to move again. Or just change your name. I already did that once. It's, it's a, every other. You change your name, then you move, then you change your name. Yeah, it's 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 a little more efficient. <clears throat> I can see that because it changes it up. Yeah. You don't have to file the same paperwork every time. Right. It's a little more interesting. That would get tiresome. <laughs> It's not like moving. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just I just did that. <clears throat> no, I just changed my name. Now I have to move. <laughs> so thanks. This, in spite of all appearances, is What the Folklore, a comedy podcast, we claim. We try. We attempt comedy <laughs> and podcasting to bring you crazy stories from all around the world, which we will then hold up to the harsh light of modern criticism and try and fill in some of the plot holes, or make new ones, or just gape in unending horror at the, the story that unfolded before us. I hope it's not one of those. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. I finally got over the last one. The last two? <laughs> yeah. Usually what happens is we just pick a crazy fairy tale from somewhere in the world, and Carmen reads it to Tyler and I, and then we try to address... All of the concerns that a modern, savvy, worldly reader might have. What I try to do is put the pieces of my brain back together afterwards. After it is summarily smashed by whatever the story was. We're doing the same thing for these stories that T.H. White did for the death of Arthur and the story of Merlin in The Once and Future King. What happened to D.W.? Oh, <laughs> she probably did it. <laughs> if I remember that show right, D.W. was like a stone-cold thug. Yeah, more or less. Because you never watched Arthur. Yeah, I just after... know. I, I... Yeah. Just caught on. <laughs> Pretty sure that rabbit was on drugs. Buster? Yeah. I mean, he's like nine. <laughs> it's a rabbit. He doesn't need too many drugs. Yeah. For the same effect that a, a full-grown adult would. Anyway, I've decided to take it a little easy on you guys. That's why I'm chill. After the last two rather similar folktales. I did some soul searching and I've reached a zen space. So you're relaxing because you think this is not part three? Yes. You're pretty sure that that's not going to happen? I'm pretty sure that wouldn't happen. I'm just waiting for it. You say anything about cows. (laughs) Or three men. (laughs) I warned you. There are no cows or men in this story, so you can calm (sighs) down. 
I have that one on reserve to throw at you <laughs> at some undetermined point in the future, because I like keeping you on your toes. I'll flip this little table over and I will move. <laughs> we also have another Del Noir coming soon. Oh, goodness. Hmm. I'm not sure if I'm going to do that one next or just surprise you. <laughs> Del Noir being the French baroness who wrote The Wonderful Sheep and something about pinks. Yep. Yeah, Felicia, the pot of things. Yeah, that we did a while back. It's episodes one and five, I think. Yeah, if you want, if you want to check out her catalog, <laughs> her, her, her oeuvre. <laughs> so just know that one of those is coming in the future. I just need a break from taking notes on it before <laughs> I dive back into the latter half of it. But this one is a nice, easy tale uh, from Africa. Uh, it doesn't say what tribe or specific area, but it's West African tropical region. So I have two sources from this, which told it a little differently, so I'm actually going to pull from both of them. Mm-hmm. Remix. The first one is called Sun Lord by Gwydion O'Hara, and uh, this one has a different beginning, like extra beginning stuff from the other one, uh, but they both have the same middle. So, like word for word? Near about. Near enough that it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Who stole these stories? Well, Sun Lore was published in 1997, so that one probably stole it from the other book, which is Where Animals Talk, published in 1914, which is available online through Google Play if anyone wants to read these in their un WT folklore <laughs> form. <laughs> Where do animals talk? Uh, Africa, apparently. Yeah, throughout a lot of African folk tales. This is true. I believe that that one is a collection specifically of African tales. So that one has the same middle bit as Sun Lore, but a different ending. So I'm just going to tell the beginning from Sun Lore, the middle from both, and the end from Where Animals Talk. So we have a whole complete saga <laughs> of the bat and the sun. The bat and the sun. Natural enemies. It's true. And there are tales told all over the world about the bat and the sun and the birds and the beasts. Uh, bats apparently and the Joker and the thief. confuse the crap out of people. And the penguin. And poison ivy. Yep. And Alan Moore, maybe. Or the other one who writes <laughs> comics. Who knows? There are tales told throughout the world about why Alan Moore hates the sun. <laughs> Everybody wants to know. <laughs> Why, Alan Moore? What did the sun do to you? Well, bats, Is he fair-skinned? Bats occupy most, if not all, countries other than Antarctica on the Earth in various do subspecies. We know that? Yeah, pretty sure. Source. They're in Africa. They're in... No, I mean, Arabia. do we know that they're not in Antarctica? Oh. I mean, they might be. It's a big place. It is. We haven't seen all of it. Yeah. The part we haven't seen is full of bats. <laughs> That's why we haven't Just gone there. giant ice bats. Arctic bats. They're in South America, North America, Europe. I'm pretty sure bats are endemic so the, throughout the world. So the, yeah, unex- so that, the I, unexplored part of Antarctica is a Pokemon cave. <laughs> Full of zoo bats. With just endless, <laughs> with infinite encounters if you walk around. I think the fact that they are found literally everywhere else points to the fact that they're probably there too. We just haven't found them. So, all over the world, these bats have confused people because 
They look like animals, but they can fly like birds. And so most of the folklore about bats revolves around either their nocturnal nature or what the heck is this thing? Presents what? an interesting uh, quandary for us. Yep. How do we treat them? Well, we can treat As them animals or birds? Folklorically or scientifically? Take your pick. <laughs> but I'm going to try and track down other stories about bats because there are a lot of them about a great big, a great war between birds and beasts. Hmm. But I haven't found one of those other than a summary. So this is not one of those. This is specifically about the sun. With a little bit of what is this thing tossed in there for, for fun. So in the beginning of the world, the creator called on all his creations to receive their purpose. And he summoned uh, messengers, winged messengers, to go bring all these people to him. They were the first ones to get their purpose. Right. Your purpose is calling the other people. <laughs> Bring everyone else. Uh, gave them a time to meet so that everyone would come together at the same time, and it'd be fair. Sounds like a DMV. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> a, a DMV? Yeah. Like where you go to get your license? Yeah. Yeah, like everything created ever. Uh, everything's there all at once, uh, waiting in line, filling out forms. Just first come, in. first serve to yeah. get a purpose? Yeah, so the messenger sent to summon the sun is the bat. But he's a pretty distractible guy, so he didn't get there in time. And by the time that the sun got the message, all the creatures had been assigned their role, and the creator was bored waiting for the sun to come and sent a dove to go fetch him. Just checking his watch. Yeah. Where is that sun? <laughs> Where could it be? Can't spot it anywhere. So the son goes to the creator, and he's last in line, so he's given the very boring task of lighting the way for all the other animals. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> it's not very glorious, and so he's, he's I bet off. the son wants to hunt things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That's a horrifying visual. <laughs> if it could self-magnify. Yeah. It's your horror movie. Sentient, angry son with powers. Going on a barbecuing spree. But it's not allowed to do that. Nope. It just has to sit there and be light. You'd think sucks. it would have seen what was going on yeah. from the sky. I yes. wondered maybe what all the commotion was about. I mean, I guess pr prior to this it wasn't lighting things. So yeah. it was like turned away. Yeah, the sun was mooning us. Uh, so the sun is pretty ticked off about this and decides that it wants revenge on the bat. <laughs> so here's where we get to both stories. Bat lived alone with... His mother. That's not alone. It's just dad and mom. <laughs> bat lives in the basement. <laughs> mom, it's like, when are you getting a job? I did my job, mom. <laughs> I had one job once. I'm retired. Was <laughs> well, at least take out the trash. Sun wrangling. What's his purpose? Did he get one? Uh, or was it just fetch the sun I once? Think, yeah, fetch, fetch people. You specifically get the sun. So that's why birds tweet around all day, because they, they had their purpose. They're just yelling at people. Yeah. Hey! Hmm. Find, oh, find hey, your purpose. Go figure out what you're supposed to do. <laughs> find your purpose. <laughs> it's like, get on it. That's why they chirp loudest in the morning. Just, so you wake yeah. up to the chorus of, hey, figure out what your life's about. <laughs> just get it together. <laughs> you jags. 
Which is essentially their role in a lot of these fairy tales. Yeah. Like I was gonna say, like in a lot of cases, it's like, hey, you should you should do this thing, so guy, like hero, like there's here's some information. Maybe you should get on that. They were messengers once, and that's what they are this whole rest of the time. That's why they have to message for the fairy tale characters. You know, someone that's all says, they can do. Hey, send this message, and the birds are like. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I guess I'm obligated Again. by the creator of everything to do Again. this. And when they're not actively giving messages from somebody, they're passively giving messages by talking to each other within earshot. <laughs> they just can't help themselves. Or they were assigned to give a message and they have to do it surreptitiously. Hmm. That's true. By whatever greater force is orchestrating all of this against the darkness that is to come. Whatever created the universe, apparently. Probably. I'm sure that the creator would like his creation to continue unimpeded by whatever force the birds are fighting. The unmaker. Yeah. Have. (laughs) (laughs) The unmaker. While Bat was living alone with his mom, his mother became sick. So Bat calls... The one person you call in this situation, Antelope, mm-hmm. to come make some medicine for Dr. Lope. Ooh. MD. <laughs> Dr. Lope, MD. Be a good companion piece to Harvey Birdman. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just an antelope wearing like a surgeon's mask. <laughs> It'd be like an amazing operating room. Yeah. He's, got, he's got the gloves on, his boobs. <laughs> Things look really serious, and the patient's there, and the little <coughs> machines are beeping. It's like Doctor Doctor Lope. What was it? What was yeah, his name? Doctor Lope, MD. <laughs> Doctor Lope. We have a sextuple <laughs> bypass on this man, bat, mother, whatever thing. He just looks down with his horns. He looks over and he goes scalpel. <laughs> the nurse. The nurse hands it to him, and he gets it between his hooves and just drops it on her. <laughs> <laughs> Another patient saved by Dr. Lopendi. Or he just can't talk and is easily frightened. <laughs> as soon as the patient's come, he just bounds away. Yeah, people go out into the woods looking for Dr. Lopendi. But when they find him, they start shouting and waving. <laughs> he gets spooked. Dr. Lope, Dr. Lope, we it's need an you. Emergency. Or he's. He's very concentrated in his emergency room, doing, doing the, the thing, and then a machine beeps unexpectedly, and he bounces out the window. <laughs> takes, no wonder back in an hour or so. Just takes off. Just keep, keep him stable the till then. They, they only doctor in herds. One of them keeps a lookout. Well, Dr. Lope MD comes to check on the mother and uh, has a, a bad prognosis. The only person capable of making the medicine to cure this mysterious illness is the sun. <laughs> what is the illness? Huh? Do we know? We we don't know. Lupus. Probably. Lou Gehrig's disease. It's never lupus. I think it's Lou Gehrig's. Di- I'm going with Lou Gehrig's disease, unless they say otherwise. Is chemistry like a hobby of the sun? I don't know. What what can you cure with sunlight? I mean, depression. Vitamin D deficiency? <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a very severe vitamin D deficiency. Um, not skin cancer? Maybe this bat mom needs skin cancer to survive. She has <laughs> anti-skin cancer, and if she gets skin cancer, they'll cancel out. Yeah. Her skin is too strong. 
She can't flap anymore. It's just, kill, it's it's just stiff in place. It's killing her from the outside. We need to kill some of the skin. At least the outer layer. <laughs> Cancer it up. <laughs> Cancer it up, Dr. Lope. Dr. Lope, you're not a good doctor. <laughs> Roger. We need, we need skin cancer stat. So the bat heads over to Sun's house to ask for the medicine, and Sun says, okay, I'll give it to you, but you'll have to meet me at my house tomorrow to get it. Where does the Sun live? In this house. Mm. Where's the house? Space? <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's just a floating, like, colonial <laughs> with the picket fence. Yeah. So the next day, Bat gets up very early to go meet the son. Uh, but by the time he gets toward the house, he's actually run into him on the path that he's walking. And he, the Bat asks the son for medicine. The son says, I can't give it to you. I told you to meet me at my house. And once I leave my house, I can't return until my journey is complete. So you have to try again tomorrow. Because of you, idiot. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> So, Bat goes back the next morning again and meets the sun on his path because daylight's coming toward him no matter how early he wakes up. Uh, this repeats for seven days, and on the seventh day, his mom just dies. Dr. Lope couldn't save her. Nope, only the sun could. So, Bat is deep in grieving and is angry at the sun for not just bringing the medicine with him on his walk one day. <laughs> You knew I was coming. I did this for seven days. (laughs) You're a jerk. So that's where the original tale ends from Sunlark. Well, not the original. It ends with that's why I'm bad and Sun don't speak. Um, (laughs) Sun killed his mom. (laughs) Right. But it picks up with uh, From Where Animals Talk, West African Folklore Tales, with the bat going into mourning. With um, you and swearing with vengeance. You. Yes. And they have the traditional wailing, which is not killing whales, but whining. <laughs> like crying. <laughs> that, that kind of wailing. It's whining, yes. <laughs> the traditional post family death whining. <laughs> <laughs> the pity party. <laughs> oh, how am I going to support myself now? So the wailing is held from 6 a.m. to 11. It's scheduled. Next day. Yes. <laughs> Get it out now. This um, is a tight ship they're running. And at the the end of the morning period, they, the mother's taken to the grave. When they arrived at the grave, the beasts who helped to carry her there said to Bat that they have a rule that they have to first look upon the face of a person before they bury them to identify them, make sure everything's all cool. They do this after carrying the body to the grave. <laughs> Yes. Before we just toss her in. <laughs> Let's double check real quick. I mean, if they were wrong, they probably could have saved themselves a trip. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, go do... You do you, beasts. So they open up the coffin and they take a look. And, they and say, it's the sun. No, it's, it's his dead mom, for sure. Uh, okay, well... But they say they can't bury her. He sees himself. <laughs> Looking back at him. Though she has teeth and a head like beasts do, the wings make her a bird. And they they just don't do that. They don't bury birds. They only bury their own. <laughs> what? Where, where do birds go? So they call, they say you have to call on the birds to help you bury your mom. This is the DMV. 
<laughs> sorry, not our department. He's <laughs> like, uh, you sorry, you're going to need a 49J <laughs> yeah. form to get this taken care of. <laughs> you're going to want the office two doors down. So, Bat calls the birds, and the birds come together to see the dead body. And they're like, yeah, the wings are pretty close to us. That's neat. Um, she's got <laughs> She's got teeth. So she's not a bird, and we can't help bury her. <laughs> so she just gets turfed to someone else. Uh, so this debate took too long. Also, the whaling took a little longer than you is know, traditional. With a little bit of time, she could have not teeth. Just get rid of those. Solve this issue. Well, the body was already out too long without removing the teeth. It became a mummy. And ants had come to lay hold of it. And... <laughs> Whoa! Did they just leave her lying somewhere while yeah, they went to do this? They had the coffin open, and they're like looking at her, and then ants are like, hmm, food. Hers. And so they crawled in and, and grabbed her and couldn't be driven off until they ate the whole body. And there was no burial to be had anymore, because there was nothing to bury. <laughs> I mean, that kind of is one. Just the bones. Which I guess don't count. <laughs> I guess they just dumped those off somewhere and pretended like... It wasn't a problem anymore. Yeah, they just kicked some sand on it. Okay, bye. Buried. We've got some messages to give. Thanks. Uh, so Bat's left alone with his ant-eaten mother's remains. And decides that because the son was such an asshole about the whole medicine thing... He's gonna blow it up. He's, <laughs> he's not that proactive. No. He didn't make it to the sun in the first place. Right. Uh, he's just not ever gonna look upon the sun again. And would fly only at night, mourning his mother always. That's very passive-aggressive. Yes, a bit. So this... <laughs> He's just going to avoid the sun, basically. Right. Because that would be awkward. And fly around crying for his mom. So that's why bats make that plaintive cry in West Africa. Which is apparently a sound like they're calling for their mother. Here they just make high-pitched squeaking. I don't know... But West African bats sound like... That's what we do here when we want our mothers. <laughs> Squeak. <laughs> the, the laundry's become too overwhelming. And all mothers everywhere. <laughs> Wherever they are in the world, they know. My child needs me. I haven't been to the grocery in three days and I haven't had a vegetable in months. <laughs> Someone help me. That's what adulthood is like. <laughs> you just lay down on the floor and you make that noise until someone helps you. So that's the end of the story. <clears throat> so do you think the sun and the bat ever patch things up? I guess if the bat has rabies, they're fine. I think that's the only time they fly in the daytime. I bet the bat stayed out a little too long one day, and they like accidentally bumped into each other, and it was really awkward. That's what I'm picturing. And like... so now they've gotten to the point where they can kind of just like do the like the awkward wave or nod <laughs> like across the street, but that's about it. They bump into each other, and son is like, "Hey, has it been?" Like, <laughs> how's it been since whatever happened with your mom? Like your mom died, and that's like, oh, she she died, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't give you the cure and all that stuff. Comparing these two wrongs done to each other, getting stuck with a shitty job 
Forever. Forever. Friends. Eternal shitty job. Versus... Mom dying sooner than later. Negligent passive mom murder. Would would she have survived? (laughs) Passive mom murder. With the medicine, she would have lived for longer. Presumably not forever, although... Right. This is one of those stories where bat stands for every All bat bat everywhere. Right. So it still has a mom somehow, which happens a lot. Yeah. And I, I get confused by those because, like, this is the embodiment of bats because all bats run around crying for their mom. Their one single origin point. Yeah, their they're bat mom. Bat is his bat own mom. mother. What if it's like... <laughs> bat mom would be good, too. <laughs> It'd be kind of cool if this was a bat religion sort of thing, where, like... The Bat Mother. Right. That's how I'm picturing it. Right. Like, the, the goddess that birthed all bats died thanks to the asshole son. And then all bats mourn the great Bat Mother. But had the son given the medicine, Bat Mom would have lived a little bit longer, and son would still be stuck with his shitty job forever. So you're saying that justifies passive murder? Saying son had no stake in this whatsoever. It's not son's problem. The question is, did son take the Hippocratic Oath? I, definitely not. Son dabbles <laughs> in, like, medicinal practice. His son... At best. His son licensed? I don't believe By so. some overseeing board? Is son one of those homeopathic remedy people you see on the side of the road and... What looks like a trailer. A witch doctor? Like the holistic healing places, and they usually have a palm or something. Son's house is full of crystals. Yes. So, a voodoo. <laughs> yeah. A voodoo shopping. Of um, some kind. I don't believe that's the case, because Dr. Lope endorsed Son's practice. Well, maybe Dr. Lope is the Dr. Oz of the animal kingdom. Well, he did seem to be. Dr. Oz. <laughs> He's just... The ever-present doctor. Yeah. He's the ubiquitous doctor. He's the face of doctors. I wonder why antelope would be chosen for that role. They don't seem to be... <laughs> Equipped. Very for... well suited for that. Uh, I mean, there are other creatures that take care of each other a lot better. Elephants? Elephants, yeah. Elephants should probably just be in charge of most things. Yeah. They're well organized. Just let them run it. Spiders? Yeah, they could make bandages. Spoder. Sure. They can work together. I don't know why there just has to be one medical (laughs) officer for everybody. Right. Like in real hospitals, there are a bunch of doctors with specialized roles. This is true. So, Dr. Lope's the one that makes house calls. Dr. Lope is the the diagnostician. Yeah. He's, He's the doctor house. Yeah. He's house, but then they need other people to do things. To actually get shit done. Why he wanted it to be lupus. Why is Bat lazy? Not lazy, he's distractible. I think he's trying. He's, he just doesn't quite make it. Yeah, it just flutters around. What distracted him from the sun? Bugs. <laughs> but the sun is very big and bright. Maybe it wasn't so It seems like it's a clear shot. It didn't but, know it was supposed to be shining yet. Right. Mm. Because if it, if it started out bright, then it shouldn't have been surprised by his job <laughs> of being job. light. So do you think it's strenuous? 
being bright? Yeah. I don't know. All day long? There's some clear difference between whatever it was doing before and what it was doing after. So So this might be, like, a really shitty job. I know it's not glorious. Like, he just has to wander around. It is incandescent. I know, but his... He's upset because it's not a, a job full of glory. Like doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need, you don't even need a bachelor's degree to be a son. Now what I want is a, like, Prince and the Popper story where <laughs> son goes to work at the hospital and doctor runs around with a torch all day <laughs> trying to light the way for everything. That sounds <laughs> Maybe Dr. Lope starts emitting light. Sure. Like the sun does. Still not as big as the sun. No. I mean, they're both going to screw up each other's jobs. Yeah. Just strap, yeah, just strap a torch onto each antler and just book it around. Maybe it's more like Freaky Friday, then, where they don't appreciate each other until they try uh, each other's jobs. So they, have, they get body swapped. Yeah. <laughs> By another different doctor. <laughs> Would it be better if they body swapped the doctor in the sun or the bat in the sun? Because this is... This is the story. I mean, I don't think... It doesn't sound like Bat does his job. The first job? He does He does the first job and then doesn't do anything else. So, yeah. Is he just off the hook forever? I guess because so, no one can figure out what he is. So the birds are like, should we... Should we include He's not in him? our jurisdiction. Should we include him in Project Birdfall? Like, should we... Send, he is winged. Should we send him on message jobs? He, he really botched up that first one. I don't know if we can trust him. And he's got teeth, and that's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't. That's not a bad. Doesn't sit well with me. That's not a bad gig if all you have to do is like just go tell this guy something. Yeah. And then that, you're just good. You're just you a just, mailman. You just get to kick it. Hello. That is the purview of mailmen. <laughs> go tell this guy this thing. <laughs> that's true. That's why they're here. And the stories of the wars between the birds and the beasts. I think in some of them the bat size with the bird and with some of them the bat size with the beast, but ultimately it's thrown out by both of them because like accidentally betrays or intentionally betrays or I don't know, whatever. Yeah, bat's just a goof. Yeah, he just he doesn't fit <laughs> in anywhere. He's the lonely misfit of the animal kingdom who now doesn't have a mom to love him. You should hang out with platypus. I was gonna say, what do they do with that thing? <laughs> it's a bird, kind of. Not really, but you... it's a bird, kind of, and kind of a beast, and kind of a fish, also. You represent one of the more shameful birds. <laughs> it's duck-like in yeah. some ways. I would argue that ducks are maybe the most shameful birds. Um, you don't appreciate their practices. I, I do not. When, they... when your anatomy as a duck is evolving to specifically <laughs> avoid making more, more ducks... ducks. While the anatomy of the male counterpart of your species is evolving to thwart. To say nah. <laughs> no one wants to sleep with ducks. Mm. Even within their own species, they find each other. Or the females find the males undesirable. They are reprehensible. Yeah, they're pretty gross. They're bird kind. They're, they're for like the, the babies, though. They're like the bed bugs of birds. birds. The bed bird bugs. Bird bed bugs. Mom ducks and baby ducks are fine. It's Specifically the drakes that are pretty shameful. But they got a bitchin' name. The drakes? Yeah. Yeah. They have a motorcycle. They have a rapper named after them. Yeah. And like a lizard thing. Sure. Dragon thing. They're still assholes and the other birds are ashamed to have them, you know, represented at the dinner table every holiday season. Do we have do we have to invite the drakes? 
they've cleaned up this year. What kind of a war do you think is going on? Well, if we accept that there was at one point a battle between birds and beasts that seems to have settled out. What did they have to fight over? I don't know. I need it's to find... not. It wasn't over territory. I need to find one of these stories because they're both pretty squared away on that. I don't know, maybe it's wings are cooler than not wings. They mostly seem to disagree on the legal classification (laughs) of species and what they do with their dead. Do you think they... Do you think they were fighting over who had to take bat on their team? (laughs) That was the whole war. (laughs) We don't want them. He he was the last one for dodgeball and they just couldn't ever agree started a, a global war. Millions died. And Bat was still like, guys? <laughs> Who wants my help? <laughs> Mom! Poor Bat. <laughs> I feel bad for Bat. Yeah, Bat's... He's just doing his best. He just wants to eat bugs and or fruit. And have a mom. And have a mom. And he was denied one of those things. <laughs> doesn't have any friends. Poor little bat. If you throw rocks up in the air, they'll chase after them. Maybe the birds wanted the beast to take some more responsibility in this bigger war, and the beasts were like, we don't have wings. (laughs) I'm just like, eh. We're not really equipped to handle it. It doesn't seem like a good way to, like, let a fire under them is to kill more of them. (laughs) I don't know. Works sometimes. Whip them into fighting shape. Yeah. Has there been an instance of that? Of what? Where in order to get somebody to join a war, somebody else fought them first. Um, Pearl Harbor? I mean... I don't... Are you suggesting that the Japanese did that to get America involved specifically? Um, Uh, oh, you mean to, like, somebody, a country attacked another country to draw them, them into a war? To get them to join their side in another war. Oh, joining their side, not necessarily. Like um, the words they're doing, they're like suggesting. Doing more, maybe. Some violence. I, d- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Intentionally attack an ally? I don't know if it works on a global scale, but like... Your parents threatening violence against you if you don't clean your room. Do so parents do that? They used to. Violence against you? Spankings? I mean, sure. That's discipline. That's not... Warfare. I'm just saying small scale. I don't know. When you're, I don't know if it scales. When you're like four, it sure seems like it. Yeah, that's a, that's a war. <laughs> that's a I'm big, it's like... a big part of your day. You got important stuff to do when you're four. Cleaning <laughs> your room is just. I remember having all kinds of business to take care of <laughs> when I was that age. You just, you don't have time. <laughs> I'm not following the analogy. <laughs> okay, birds. Are doing all the messenger stuff that mm-hmm. they have been tasked with. Right. And they're like, we could use some help in, in fighting this. And they go to the beasts and they're like, hey beasts, how about you carry some messages? And the beasts are like, we have our own shit to do. Yeah. I'm going to side with the beasts on this one. Shut up, birds. And the That's birds your are job. Like, beasts, you don't get it. There's this huge thing coming and we don't want to do it all on our own. And the beasts are like, we have to do surgery. <laughs> right. Get out of the hospital. I'm, I'm getting my PhD. <laughs> I'm with the beasts this time. And the birds are like, okay, we'll start fighting you until you surrender and do what we want. 
okay, here's our new proposition. We're going to punch you till you do it. <laughs> right. What bullies do. Yeah. So this might have been like early bird thing. I was appreciative of the birds before, but this just sounds wrong to me. Or maybe it went the other way around, and beasts are like birds. You get to, like, fl- fly around and deliver messages all day, and we have to perform surgeries <laughs> in the hot tropical sun. So <laughs> We have countless bypasses. They're just the medical division. Yeah, so just, how about we trade up? And the birds said no, and the beast said, okay, wartime. You want to fight we're, two wars? <laughs> we're speculating. We don't even have the source material for the war between birds and beasts. Right. So we're just wild yeah. speculations right now. You can't say, oh, birds suck now because one of our speculations would put them in, the, in that position. I'm saying that given the speculations you have presented, I don't like any of them. <laughs> <laughs> and therefore side with the beasts. You have not swayed me mm. with your PowerPoint presentation. I, I'll hunt down the original source and maybe we'll give reason. Or maybe it was a big training exercise in disguise. And the birds mm. knew that they had to get the beast prepared for battle. And so they staged a war to... To toughen tra- them up. Yeah, and train them up. Or at least instill in them the need to maintain military readiness. Because they don't know if a war is going to start again. It might just be because I have a lot of Metal Gear on my brain right now. But that sounds like a crazy Metal Gear story. <laughs> That sounds like a very overdrawn, (laughs) globally spanning production to get one simple thing done. Yeah. This is a Kojima fairy tale. Yeah. I don't know. It sucks that bats can only be buried by their own kind. Like, beasts won't help with a bird funeral or vice versa. How much help did he need? You're already there. Yeah. Just put the dirt on. No, I'm saying he could have done that. I mean, yeah. Why did he need their help to do that part? I don't know. They did the hard part. He did. Just dragging her body out. There was a scheduled whaling portion. Right. Which actually went longer than recommended. By who? (laughs) Who has oversight? (laughs) Well, according to the Where Animals Talk source, um, in the tropical regions where the story is told, Uh retaining a corpse unburied for more than a day, like the bat did, is already unusual. Because the ants mentioned are driver ants, and they are scavengers and will eat the body. So, this is... So, that is just a goof. Yeah. It takes way too long to get anything done. Yeah. So, even without the argument, she was out for for longer than she should have been. Was he the only one wailing? I think everybody got called in for that. Okay. So, he got them to wail with him in mourning. Mm-hmm. Got him to help carry the body. And then he couldn't just put the dirt on himself. Like, he needed their help for that, too. I mean, maybe there's more to the ceremony. Maybe there's specific rites that have to be done during the act of burial that can't be done Ooh, by... A single party. Hmm. What, and he asked the ants for help? Uh, they were eating his mom. <laughs> they have their own agenda. Yeah, ants don't talk to no one. They're, they're busy. <laughs> Ants are potentially on the side of the greater darkness. Just devour things? Yeah. Or bite you. Or invade your house. And run across your computer screen at night scaring you. I would argue that roaches are part of the greater darkness. Because what do they... What purpose do they serve other than spreading disease and horror? That's about it. That's why birds eat bugs. (laughs) It's a compelling argument. Yep. It's gotta be it. 
Um, do you have anything more about like this particular story, wider ramifications aside? Well, if you just do the where animals talk portion of the story, Bat was not in charge of anything to do with the sun. Sun was just being a dick about the medicine for no reason. Oh. Which puts a different light on the whole situation. But I'm Tish. No. I, I don't accept it. Go to your corner. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not signing for this. So why did Sun keep telling him to come in the morning if Sun knew he was working then? To be a dick. To get right. to get medicine? Yeah. In the, in, the, in the first part from Sunmore that was specifically revenge. Like, oh, you dicked me over on my job. I'm going to kill your mom. <laughs> Logical. Fair. Um... I don't know, time zones or something, mm-hmm. probably. But this is an origin story on either front. It's uh, an origin for both of them. Yeah, well, in the similar one, it's definitely that. <laughs> this is Bat Sun Begins. <laughs> They're explaining why Sun has the job it has, why Bat hangs out at night and makes wailing noises. It's also kind of a cautionary tale for the burials and get that shit done in time. But they crimmed a lot of information into that story. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole bunch of lessons with implied bird dealings in the greater scheme of things. So who's in the movie? Alan Tudyk. As? Yes. Son or Bat? I'd say Bat. Or Bat's mom. Reprising his role as Wash. <laughs> okay. Who? Hyla Leaf on the... Who could we possibly cast as the son? Pierce Brosnan. Sold. <laughs> Mustache? Yes. Sold. Double sold. There you go. It's so much doubt a second ago. <laughs> Here's our pitch, Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> we want you to be like the baby in Teletubbies. <laughs> Just gonna... A major asshole. Yeah. Just gonna, uh, what, green screen you onto a big old sun in mm-hmm. the sky? Just his face. <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> Not even going to tell you when we're shooting. We just want you to talk. We're just going to record whatever you say and cut it together. <laughs> Who plays Dr. Lope? I mean, can you do other than Hugh Laurie in an antelope costume? That's probably too easy. <laughs> can do Michael Palin. If you split Hugh Laurie in an antelope, look a little bit similar. Do Michael Palin, who Hugh Laurie is based on. As a, as a human? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a human being? Hey, Laura's mom heard about this other when guy. I, was like, I'm going to make a baby based on this one. <laughs> when I first saw uh, a bit of Fry and Lori, um, my impression was that they had taken a lot of cues from John Cleese and Michael Palin. I was just kind of, I just got a similar feel for their dynamic. So yeah, Hugh Laurie is like the second version of Michael Palin. What about Zach Braff? As the antelope? Yeah. Works too. Just a bit of a quirkier doctor. As long as Donald Faison is in it somewhere too. Sure. What if we have three cuts? One with each. And they're all in different colors. <laughs> yeah. Telling different the story from different vantage points. I mean, we have three sources. We might as well make three movies out of it. We like, only have two sources. They just intersected in the middle. It'll That's be, a new source. Oh, the, the mega source? Yeah. It'll be like Hero, and they'll do wire fighting in the middle. Yep. Sun versus Bat. Yeah. The the wire on the sun is just swinging it back and forth. 
like a sh- shitty diorama. <laughs> and that's its kung fu moves. This is going to be a really low budget production. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to want to make this. We can make it for YouTube. <laughs> Straight okay. to YouTube. That's the future of movies, right? Straight to YouTube. Yeah, not even straight to video. Yep. Video on demand. Yep. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I don't have anything else. All I've got for this one. Huh? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's fine. <laughs> Wrapped up. That's, that's a good one, I guess. Oh, I do have one more thing. Maybe that's why cats watch birds all the time. If birds did start a war to... That's the cat's new job. Get them battle ready. Mm. Cats are always watching the birds for signs that another war is going to begin. Gotcha. But that's that's it. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm done. And spent. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you next week with a surprise story, which may or may not be Madame Dolnois, because this one was kind of short, and that one's going to be long. Thus concludes episode 29 of What the Folklore. Thank you for listening, everyone. Just keep it chill. Keep it mellow. Still don't like this bit. This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have any feedback for us, you can leave it either by Gmail or Facebook. Our Gmail account is wtfolklore at gmail.com, and our Facebook page can be found at facebook.com slash wtfolklore. Feel free to send in stories if you have any particularly odd pieces of folklore mythology that you would like to hear us talk about. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales.